Welcome, puny mortals, to the cinematic education of Mr. George. I am your grand high witch, Celine. I'm Mr. James. Ah, I'm Mr. Nick. And I am the Grand Warlock. Warlock, right? That's that's uh, the male male witch. If you're Julian Sands and it's the '90s, then yeah, you can be Actually, the Warlock. Actually, men can just be witches. Yeah, we're just witches, bro. All right, then uh, I am also a male witch, and <laughs> my name is George. So booyah, take that. Uh, and uh, the movie that we watched that George has never seen is Witches, from uh, 1990, I believe. That's right. <laughs> is it? Uh, so, so I, I want to point out one thing before we start that uh, there might be some confusion. We, we indeed watched The Witches for Body Horror Month. Yes. Like, we are watching body horror movies, and we indeed watched Witches. George, what did you think of Witches? I did not like this at all. It was not a good movie. <laughs> Why? I, it creeped, like, I, I don't know. There was something about it that I really didn't like. When you say didn't like, what do you mean by didn't like it? I don't know. I, I think it was, uh, it, it, it straddled like this weird line of it not being silly enough. I, I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be a kid's movie or an adult movie. It's 100% a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't get, I, I just, it it's just didn't PG feel that way. It's PG and produced by Jim Henson. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, all right, I, I'm, 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 I'm in the, I'm getting ready for uh, some good animatronics. And I got some of that, but like the, when they were mice. That was actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Top-notch Henson. The special effects are great. The story was done by Raul Dahl. Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. It's based on a book. Um, <laughs> based on a book. And um, I believe he's very famous for writing very dark children's stories. Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is by him. He did Charlie and the Char- uh, Chocolate Factory? Yeah. Yes. Same the, the movie or the, no, the so, book? So, so Roald Dahl has done a series of books um, maybe you've heard of, which are The Witches, James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and BFG are some of his most famous ones. Oh, okay. And all have been made and into did- movies. Oh, okay. And I didn't like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory either. <laughs> you might not like his so. style. Have you seen um, Fantastic Mr. Fox? No, that I haven't seen. That's another one of his. How about Matilda? I, I've seen parts of it, and and now I, I'm starting to see like a little. I, I can tell there's there's a style now. I've seen parts of Matilda, and seen this one, and seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, that makes I'm making connections. I'm making connections. Yeah. Roald Dahl yeah, definitely likes to have uh, unfortunate children in unfortunate circumstances. So he hates children is what you're telling me. No, no, no. He was originally um, in a very unfortunate circumstance himself as a child, and he's just kind of basically taking his life and putting it into his stories. Uh, someone put rat poison in his in his ice cream or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I also read that he was also a very famous prankster, and one of his very first pranks he ever did is he put a dead mouse inside of a jar of gobstoppers inside of this candy shop because they did not like the candy shop owner solid well, solid prank little shit right there i know <laughs> so he's just got a dark sense of humor it's cool <laughs> let me put a rat in your whatever it is and and, and i just have a dark sense of humor yeah. you never had a gobstopper i don't know what a gobstopper what? is what 
Yeah, I, I guess I need to be educated in, in, in candy as well. The candy education of Mr. George. Yeah, yeah. that'll be a side. I'm okay with He's that. He's going to go to get a whatchamacallit, a gobstopper, an Abba Zabba. And so Whoppers. George, what did you think of when the witches gathered in the um, hall at the hotel? I mean, I knew what was going on, but what distracted me the most of, uh, about that scene was that I saw a lot of men there. <laughs> Yeah, that they were trying to pass off as witches. The further back you go, the more Adam's apples appear like <laughs> daisies in a wildflower field. I feel like when this was on VHS, you may not have noticed that. Like, I feel like yeah. the quality probably was was a little less Definitely. clear. So you're just like, and but also as a kid, you don't look at the background; you look at the foreground. You you know they they're like they're not saying look at these guys back here. They're like look at it, the front row. That's definitely literally women. guys. Don't look at those guys. They're <laughs> right. witches, or maybe they were just hey, maybe they were maybe they were just male witches. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I, I was actually reading judge. about uh, this book has been banned in some places because they think Roald Dahl is misogynistic. Because only women can be witches and nothing but, ba- you know, like bad oh. witches are bad in this, you know, and he's and his response was just like, no, witches are female and ghouls are boys. And that's just what they are. Doesn't make like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, it was just sort of like matter of factly. And I kind of kind of dug that that's what it was. But he's also going for a like a like he has a fairy tale universe here. Absolutely. It's very it's very Grimm's Brothers. It's very you know it's it's like classic folklore it's awesome it and it feels like it's alive it feels like it's 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 a mythos that already exists and and you're just getting into it and, and not too many too, too many writers can do that successfully and he has a really great way of of when you when he's telling you a story it's a world that he's built and you believe it you know what it is it's those details like when like that whole opening scene is kind of weird but not weird because it's slow. It's weird because the grandma's like, you better watch out, Luke, because witches are bad. And then she gives like the details of what, how you can find out someone's a witch. And it's those details oh, that, that feel yes. very real. You I know, have that list here. If you'd like me to read it off to oh, you. Oh yeah. Tell us, tell us, tell <laughs> us how, how, how can we, uh, how can we, how can we catch a witch if we don't know? Spotting witches witch. in the wild. So it was George, how many, do you remember any of these? Yeah, I do. Their hands. They, they're all messed up and they look like burn victims. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no toes, right? Right. Um, yeah, they're just like a like a squared off nub. Yeah, they, they, they hide their hair. But do you remember what it is that they do in order for you to know that they're hiding their head? Wigs. Right, and they itch themselves all the time. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. where that's where he excels. It's not just saying they don't have toes. It's they don't have toes, so they always wear comfortable shoes. So you always have sensible shoes. Sensible they are shoes, bald, yeah. but it's not because they're wearing a wig, but you can see them always itching. They're always itching the mm-hmm. wig. Like it's those little details that you're like that's delightful. Yeah, how they all have a rash from the itching. And then there's the one last kind of key element that really is important to the whole plot of the movie, which is, do you remember? Is it that they hate children? Well, well yes, yeah. but they smell like dog shit. They have a highly developed sense of smell. So every little kid, the cleaner you are, the stinkier you are. They also have purple eyes. That was another the, thing. Yeah, purple they have eyes. A purple tint to their eyes. Mm-hmm. You picked the witches, and I had a total flashback of like, oh, dip, I have seen this movie. 
I saw this yeah. movie as a kid for yeah. sure. We, we and I saw it at the video multiple store. times as a kid. Oh yeah. And the only thing I could remember was the transformation scene. Yeah, that 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 happened the, the same with me too. Was that I, I thought when when I when I brought this this movie up on Amazon, I was like, this isn't what I thought it was. I thought this was going to be a a different witches movie that came out a few years ago. That's the witch. That's the one I thought I was going to be watching. Um, but then I saw this and I'm like, okay. So no matter, so when I get, no, no wonder you were upset. Yeah, it was a bait and switch. That's what it was. And so... Celine catfished your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that's what that movie was. But when, when this came up on Amazon, I was like, I think I've seen this. And I, I felt bad. I, I was going to text you guys. Oh, I think I have seen this. But then I started watching it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know I've seen parts. I've seen the trailer for this on HBO. That's what I've seen. <laughs> and I saw parts of those transformation and that would creep me enough. out. I was like, that's, you know, him swollen up or whatever it was that he did. Mm -hmm. I would like to know, George, your feelings that you experienced during all of the like fishbowl close-ups of the witch's mouths and faces. I I was really feeling creeped out by it. So, and I think that that added to to some of my discomfort and dislike of the movie was that it it, it actually had a physical reaction in me, <laughs> and and I just wanted to like either turn it off or fast forward it or just something just so I would I would watch at it. I would watch the movie through the corner of my eye, you know? <laughs> I love that, it. That's why I brought it up earlier. I said to, 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 you know, ask you, you didn't like it, but what I was going to say, did you not like it because you don't think it was quality or do you, did you not like it because it was a horror movie and it did what it was supposed to do and it made you uncomfortable? <laughs> See, it did make me uncomfortable. Absolutely. Because when Celine selected this film, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is like baby's first body horror. This is great. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a body horror movie you can watch with the family. Mm-hmm. Which you I know? didn't. I didn't watch it with the family. I tried. My wife started watching it with me, and then was like, "I think maybe 15, 20 minutes in," and she's like, "I'm, I'm uncomfortable by this. I don't know what it is. Like we hadn't even gotten to the witches, really." That's what I mean. She even she didn't. I could. I couldn't place it. What is it that's bothering me about this movie? Well, she's not recording this show. Yeah, it's got like that classic like Hansel and Gretel um vibe to it where there there's no candy coating there's <laughs> um <laughs> there's no um you know like it's like cinderella or little mermaid she kills herself for the prince and turns into sea foam that's the real ending of the <laughs> story yeah like, that's kind of what this does like i said the grim brothers it's like this it's like um, i did get that vibe i i absolutely got the uh grim brothers vibe which is cool because, I mean, when you're teaching kids things like, which of this book is probably, you know, Stranger Danger, I guess. I don't know what else. Or maybe it's just fun with witches. <laughs> well, you know? I think Roald but... Dahl doesn't necessarily do big, like, uh, lessons at the ends of his stories. No, I, I think his are more I like an adventure. Parables, but, like, I think it, it it's definitely teaches you, you know, it's like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory teaches you to be yourself and it teaches you to be uh, to be truthful. Have and, you read the book, Nicholas? Oh, God. <laughs> forever ago. Why? Does it not teach you that? I don't know. I've never read the book, but I do know. We, at the I end mean, of we, Witch... No, listen. At the end of Witches, 
he stays a mouse. I was gonna guess that. Yeah. I was gonna hundred percent guess that because the whole ending felt very. Oh man, I was gonna bring up a different movie, but Disney. I know so, George hasn't seen. But but there are some movies where the ending just seems so Deus Ex Machina, where it's just like somebody rides in on a white horse and just goes, and everything's fixed, and then I'm going away. Like that's literally what happened. She just comes in and goes, "You fixed, done." And she's and her hands are nice. Yep. Like she's been moisturizing. They're not all. Well, she's a good witch now, so oh. she's no longer decrepit. And... Here's your Manny Petty combo, good witch. <laughs> Oh, you mean if you were nice to people, you would look nicer? Like that's a bad. Now that's a bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good message, uh, that, but like, I think that's science. Oh boy! Though, isn't it? Science, and you're right, Celine. As the uh, the ending was happening, I was thinking to myself, are are they actually going to leave him as a mouse? And they're just going to go. I would love to see the sequel to this movie where they go to America and they're fucking witch hunting. They are killing <laughs> all these all these witches. That that movie I would see. The mice and stomping them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in the book, he stays a mouse and he says to his grandma, you know, how long does a mouse live? And she goes, oh, you know, maybe about 10, 15 years. And she and then he asks, how long are you going to live? And, you know, she says, oh, about 10 or 15 years. And, We're good. We'll, um, we'll go together. Maybe tomorrow <laughs> if I if I don't stop eating sugar. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. So yeah, and basically the end of the book is just them growing old together, and he's a mouse, and he's perfectly happy. And when they were shooting the film, they shot both of these endings: the ending in the book, and then the one that we saw. And I believe Raoul Dahl was all like, you know, loved the ending of the book. He's like, yep, that's wonderful. I love it. And then they showed him the one that we experienced. He's like, I hate it. Take my name off this. I don't want to have any part of it. And they still stuck with it because, of course, it did better with the audience. I bet. Everybody wants a happy ending. Yeah. Isn't that's what's really sad is people. That's that's why the world is in the place the world is in because you can't handle a bad fucking ending. What about this? Why did you recommend this movie to me? What, when you watched this, you watched this as a kid, right? Yes, religiously. How did this movie affect you, and why do you think that you know, like, why did you recommend it to me? I well, I remember it. It's all Angelica Houston. I mean, she's so fantastic, and I. Oh, I mean, she's I so feel good. Like I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything that I didn't like her in. So, um, and I just, I always really liked horror. My uh, great grandmother used to uh, make me sit and watch horror movies with her when she babysat us, and so. Was she big into like uh, Dario Argento and Toby Hooper and like Texas Chainsaw no, Massacre? No, this is my, oh. my great grandmother. Oh, <laughs> we did the old classics, you know, like oh. Bride of Frankenstein, like you, Dracula. You're, you're, yeah, your Universal yeah, yeah. Monsters. The Universal Monsters, and so, um, and then my mom was really into horror too, and like wanted to be a special effects makeup artist, and we used to watch like Tales from the Crypt every Friday night and X Files, and so it was always I was always watching these creepy, weird things happening, and I, I just the thing that always stuck with me with this movie is when Angelica Houston peels her forehead. <sighs> Salad from her face, and and I'm telling you this right now, and I've got chills right now, just like explaining it to you. Like it's so, like uh, what's that thing where people, um, you know, like the sound thing? Yeah, you know, like even though that wasn't a part of uh, foley art. 
so even though it wasn't a part of that really like it's almost like you could hear it even though there was no sound like them what that's why i was asking you about the close-up on the mouth george like it's like you could almost hear them spit <laughs> in their mouth or like swishing they're, around they're on their teeth yeah oh and to me that scene like you could just that's that scene you don't have to show me anything with mice nothing with the grandma that and, I, makes and, I, and that's the other thing it, it's kind of like um, expectations versus what i'm actually gonna see and that's something i need to to work on because <laughs> I, I i'm expecting body horror so i'm going in this into a lot of these movies with the preconceived notion of what a body horror should be um and this felt like it was crossing those two genres body horror and kids movie mm-hmm. And and I think that was the other thing that threw me off too. So it was a series of bunch. Of, it wasn't just together. one thing. Yes, they and that's should. why it was a it was a little bit difficult for me to explain in the beginning on what exactly I didn't like about it. And so and that was a great thing you you segued into here, George. What James and George and and Celine and everybody, let's talk. What are some What are the main examples in this film that make it a body horror movie? James, you go. What? Okay. So so it's funny because this movie I did see a few times as a kid and and the what body horror does the best is when they give you a scene that you will never forget and for me that there's there's like two big body horror scenes and the first one is that the the first meeting of witches where they well one her just taking off the mask is Mm -hmm. is body horror too because she literally peels her face off uh, but it's it's more the the what's his name, what's the, the little what's Bruno? Little, what's yeah, that? Bruno's transformation. Yeah. Bruno's transformation is the like most squickiness as I as we've it's talked so before. Squicky. It's it's literally like <laughs> someone's like we need to get Jim Henson for this, you know? Oh yeah, because of the puppets. Like we need to get Jim Henson for these puppets. He'll do awesome like little cute little mice puppets. It'll be great. And then they're like, oh, we still need this, like the transformation. And instead of doing like what most people would do in a kid's movie, which is smoke. And they're just, you know, like they did that a few times where it's just like smoke yeah. mouse. There it is. It's done. And they're like, no, let's do the transformation. Let's do like he has a rat face. Like he's starting to get a rat face as a child. And it's so disturbing and, and delightful and, and still Henson. Which is the weird part? And, and the body movements that he was oh, he was doing with like with the camera and, movements and with the smoke right, happening. Right, it's, yeah, it's everything together to make it the most disturbing kids moment in the '90s that you could. <laughs> and then and then that kid's so fat, and I can relate. But he's like he just leaves, and he's like, oh, I found a donut in the wall. That's <laughs> just where you find him a half hour later. But but that's like I mean. That stuck with me. That like honestly, that was my first moment of body horror as a child, and I feel like it never left me. So like any other movies I would watch, because like in the seventies, I feel like they did a lot of that like handheld, close up, too close, fisheye lens, like distorted view to make you uneasy. And, but I think this was the first movie where I actually experienced that. And then uh, any other time I see it, I feel like I must be coming back to this moment. <laughs> The craziest thing that I found after watching this movie again was looking up the director-writer combo because they also made one of the greatest horror films in 
known existence called Don't Look Now with Donald Sutherland. It's an amazing horror film. And when I found that out, I was like, that absolutely makes sense because of the, just the way, just the, the, the feel of this film. It's yeah, it's, I, I think it, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if they were ha if Warner brothers was happy with the amount of how much this movie is not a kid's movie, you know, like, like, like George was saying, he, he couldn't tell if it was a kid's movie. Now it, it was marketed as a kid's movie, but it, it was it wasn't until later when it became a cult classic where then you would see it on HBO and see the body transformation you know like after it was you know not it it basically it wasn't good enough I don't know was it not good enough as a kids film to so it just oh, it just lives it, it did well though like it was received well at the yeah, time it was highly highly reviewed like by critics um oh, I really? think I think early 90s late 80s uh Jim Henson when he wasn't doing a Muppet movie, he was doing his own thing. So like think of Labyrinth or Dark Crystal. And there mm -hmm. are elements in both of those movies that you look at nowadays and you're like, that's not a kid's scene. Like, have you oh, ever seen yeah. Dark Crystal, George? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, well then oh. I won't go into details. But there are yeah. there are elements that are similar in feel and and uh his aesthetic when he's not that doing a Muppet is th is like the witch's face you know like like yeah. or or the high witch at the end like her her rat form that mm -hmm. is henson fantasy aesthetic that is yeah. not cutesy it's not it's like more surreal than anything and i think for some reason late 80s early 90s we were all right to accept that as a family's movie or as a kid's movie and uh we didn't really think there was anything wrong with that. I think that had a lot to do with the Muppet show though. We had an entire generation that grew up with a adult puppet show. You know what I mean? So it was, it's, I mean, it's the next evolutionary step. Well, almost all of the cartoons and things that were coming out were adult cartoons for kids. Oh, sure. You know, like cause there would be jokes and you wouldn't get them. And then you watch them now. Like we watch stuff with Ripley and I'm like dying because I'm like, Oh, I never, got that before so now george that you have heard us talk about how this is a you know a, a kid's it is meant for children what are your feelings on it now do you have a little bit of a different feel about it yes i mean yes and no i still didn't like the movie but i do have a, a <laughs> now an appreciation for it um but and and i get I, I, it goes back to what i said about my expectations and what i wanted to see from this subgenre and it this kind of didn't meet it but i like i said i do have that appreciation for it at, at the very least it still had too many cutesy moments as as the mouse when they're mice and too many funny moments but the horror when when they're peeling off all of their skins and all that even when they themselves are being transformed into mice later on that juxtaposition of this cutesy mice adve mouse adventure almost, and then these two big horror elements that happened with when them first meeting and then them trans all of the witches transforming into um, into mice. It just felt like this weird tonal shift that didn't flow well into one another. I can see that. See, I, I like that, though. I see that, but I, I totally disagree. 
Yeah, because, yeah, the, yeah. I, I mean, I can see that you don't like that, and it makes you uncomfortable. But I like that. I mean, he, well, I grew up with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Same thing. That movie is, uh, you know, it's it's crazy because it's like, oh, we're eating, we're sitting on top of giant mushrooms made of candy and everything's made of candy and we're swimming in oh people are dying and then there's a nightmare boat ride and then we're you know it's like yeah you know it, but it's funny with with, with when, wonka though like in the original movie you don't really know what happens to kids they just disappear and there's something kind of creepy once you actually sit and think about that we're like oh no where did they go? Hell. They went to hell. That's why when they yeah. made the remake, they kind of had a have a scene where they're like, they're right there. They're they're fine, sort <laughs> of. They're right there. It's not something you think about as a kid. And, I and feel like this movie does a thing where, um, you know, like as a parent, you say, oh, you know, if your kid's scared, you're like, there's no boogeyman. Don't worry about it. But actually, there is a boogeyman. There absolutely is. And that's what this movie proves. <laughs> and had they kept the original ending, it would have proved that bad things happen to good people, even if you're good the entire time. And you just kind of have to roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. What I liked about the plot, though, is that Luke was never trying to get he was never trying to find a way to turn himself back. He was, he was always looking out for everyone else. He was, that's the interesting hero, dude. That kid rocked, man. He's like, just, he's running through the banquet hall. He grabs the chair. He crashes through the (laughs) fucking door, running down the mountainside. Baby's going through a pram, throws off a cliff. He's running after the baby, catches the baby. He's running from the, the witches, dude. Well, and I think that's the thing though. Like, like the high witch finds a baby in a pram and goes, I'm going to, I'm going to lure this kid out, push down a hill and, and it does it. And, and it's, and it's usually a moment where the hero makes a heroic action and it, and he saves the day, but also doesn't get caught. Like this is a trap and he goes for the trap and he gets caught. It's such a, a it's such a, a A mouse trap. uh, It's, I don't get it. It's flipping (laughs) it on its head. Like it, there are the expectations of what this movie should do. If if they would have done the original ending, would have been completely like unexpected. I would love to see that. that well, I mean, I cool. mean, they would if 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 you just cut that movie right before she shows up. That's the end of the movie. That's the original ending. Because he mm-hmm. does ask. I mean, she doesn't really answer, but he does right. ask like, "How long do mice live?" Right. And you could have just ended it that way. Yep. Then your sequel is he's a mouse and she's killing witches. Yeah, that would sound while like smoking an awesome a cigar movie. and having diabetes. I don't give a fuck. I just want to get rid of all these witches. With her giant cigar, she's putting them out on them oh, as she turns them into mice, and then she's putting her cigar out on them. It's a gritty reboot. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Witches, Please. With Clint, Clint Eastwood as, as the grandma. Uh, fun fact, uh, Luke is actually uh, an actor who was born in Chicago. He's from Chicago. Ooh, what? Oh hometown boy and that was that was his first film i will say this about luke this must have been during a period of time where they didn't care whether the kids were cute or not (laughs) oh i love i loved his look he he came on screen i turned to my wife and i go that's that's how i imagine harry potter should have looked with just like the big old glasses and like the funky haircut and just like and the teeth that were all just jacked up well, well, he's a kid. All little kids' teeth are jacked up. They're all it's falling true. out of their skulls. He was also in Parenthood, which I don't know okay. if you remember this movie. Love Parenthood. Yeah. 
Um, and he was also in Lost Boys, or he was a Lost Boy in Hook. I'm sorry. Oh. So he, and that was all he ever did. And is he is he doing real estate now? Most actors get into real estate after that, or the church maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> maybe he's a witch hunter. I just want to I just want to give one shout out for this movie that Rowan Atkinson is in this film. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> and he's shagging a maid. What a weird subplot. <laughs> in a kid's movie, they're having an affair in the bedroom. But the but they do you it were so right, George. This isn't a kid's movie. I know. <laughs> this is all about murdering children and fucking in hotels. I was laughing every five minutes. I think at least three times I wrote my notes. This was a kid's movie? Well, that's what we watched. That's what I we mean, watched when I was a kid. You guys remember how much our parents cared about us? Not that much. The, this is your movie. I was like probably six or seven when I watched this movie the first time. And I definitely watched it more than once, so. Oh, I oh. so many times. The movie I grew up on was Three Amigos, so I mean, like, geez. Same here. <laughs> Yeah, no, we sh we watched plenty of things we shouldn't have watched. As a as a parent of a little child, I I do have the idea of like you know I should show them okay like slightly more adult things if I can explain them, but she definitely needs to sneak off on her own and watch a movie that she should not be watching, mm -hmm. and have a good time like go to that, a friend's house and watch a slasher person. movie and and have nightmares about it. Do it. That's that's what having a, being a kid's about. George, what was the number one movie you saw way too early? <laughs> Oh man, Re uh, I want to say it was uh, Return of the Living Dead. That one scared me, literally scared me for years. For at least five years, I would have nightmares of zombies. We were talking about that one night and you said because of the ending, and it's really topical actually that you were most scared of that because <laughs> in that movie, the government is uh, the reason why the zombies attack this town and to clear it up, they they just napalm the whole town and destroy it and bomb it. Yeah. And then they restart it again. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Because a citizen called him for help, and that's how they uh, helped. They're like, yeah, we'll help you. Hold on one second. As, as a grandparent, um, my grandson, <laughs> who is five years old, loves horror movies. Like, <gasps> loves uh, them. Really? Yeah. He, we were jealous. watching... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. And it, the remake of it. What? My 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 eleven year old won't even watch that. Yeah, he's like, I love Pennywise. I'm like, okay, all right. Bless his little heart. Yeah, he's. But I made fun of him because he he was trying to be all like, hey, Gimpa, I could I could watch these movies. I was like, all right, come on. And then he started talking through most of them. And I'm like, well, Shut no up. wonder you could watch them because you're just talking through them all. You're not even paying attention. It's just like Nicholas. What? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Uh, James, what was your movie? Well, which Nightmare on Elm Street has the marionette scene? Is that three? Three. three. Yeah, Dream, that, Dream that's, Warriors. that's yeah. the one. I, I, I was at my grandparents' house and my uncle was watching it. And I sort of snuck in the room and was watching that scene and went, oh boy, that's that for me. That's what horror movies always were, which is funny that I saw probably like the most intense part of that one movie at that moment. That's one of the most intense parts. And that stuck with me and I couldn't watch it forever. And then when I got older, I finally watched it and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like this movie's great. 
I mean, it's still, it still has some of the same effect, which is good. That means it holds mm-hmm. up, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that, yeah, that's, so that was, that was mine. I didn't even watch the whole movie. I just watched that scene like behind him. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. No, thanks. So that's all it takes, man. <laughs> I walked into my, my, a bunch of my big sisters were in the room with, with their, uh, significant others. And I was like two and I walked in and they were watching the never ending story. <laughs> like it was just you, at that, at that age, I was like, Oh, Falcor. Nope. Nope. That's not a, that d- dog shouldn't be that big. And I ran out of the room <laughs> and that's still a, 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 a story that they talk about every Christmas. It's true. Along those lines for me, even earlier than return of the living dead, there were two, um, V I saw V and I ran out of the room. The miniseries on TV. Yeah. The V where they, they would tear their face off and they're all lizard-like underneath. And then when the Incredible Hulk would transform, when Bruce or David Banner on the show, uh, the old eight, 70s, 80s show, he would transform into the Hulk, that, that scared the shit out of me. And I'd run out of the room for that one too. There was one moment, not the movie, it was towards the end, but there was a moment <clears throat> in Who Framed Roger Rabbit when he says... He's like, when I killed your brother, I nah. took Lord this! <laughs> and I would just like, I would not. Oh, because he kills the shoe. He puts the shoe in the dip. Oh, and it ain't ranch, baby. Not a kid's movie. There you go. Not a kid's oh, movie. Not, not a, kid's a kid's movie. movie. But not it is. Movie. But it is. Oh, it totally is. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Large Same deal. Large. Yeah, Large Marge. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I'm telling you guys, 80s, like late 80s, early 90s, we were okay putting frightening images in front of a child. Yeah. Like, we were fine with that. It was fine. They're fine. Look at us. We're all fine, right? I'm fine, guys. Right? 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 I don't take medicine every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, how many Cronenbergs? I'll, I'll give it three Cronenbergs just for the appreciation that I've got as a result of talking to you. Whoa. So are you talking, you, you were at two and you jumped up to three. You're feeling generous today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get, give, give Tetsuo one more. Mm, nope. So Tetsuo still just fucked up. <laughs> well, I would, I would like to, if you'd let me leave you with this little last tidbit that I learned in researching this movie. Oh, yeah. So Angelica Houston um, was really reluctant to do this movie because of the makeup. She had a really bad experience doing, um, I'm not sure what it was called, but a thing with Michael Jackson where she also had to wear the uh, prosthetics. And so she didn't want to do it, but she decided, okay, I'll do it. And it used to take her, I think it was like six to seven hours just to get into makeup and about another six hours to get out. So um, she decided that she was going to let um, a bunch of her family and friends view the movie with their kids. And so she got into makeup. And when the witch comes out, she came out in full makeup and she's like, are you enjoying the movie? (laughs) And all the kids ran screaming from the room. She says, there's nothing more wonderful than making children scream so i have to say she is the grand high witch for sure for sure that awesome <laughs> that's great it's true though i love scaring kids <laughs> so much fun george how, i mean how many I mean, how often did you scare the boys daily all the time all the time so it's much fun, fun. It, it's a lot of fun 
If you don't scare your kids, you don't love your kids. That's fact. Yeah, right? absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, don't blame me. I didn't make up that law. That's that's science law. <laughs> so James, yeah, this is our this is our final body horror episode. Yes, this it is, is. This is wrapping it up. And wait, before we do this end piece, Ruben's not here. Ruben's not here. Mr. Ruben couldn't come tonight. He had a last minute. Uh, he had a last minute thing that pulled him away from the from the show. Uh, which is fine because he didn't win. He didn't win this. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. So, so in so, last so, place. So first, I I do want to talk, uh, George. What do you think in general of body horror? Then, um, if it's anything like the society, I'll be there all day, every day. <laughs> You're such a pervert. I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, I have one question. Quick one. If you had to, if you now we've only done two months, which is great, and 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 thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, but if you had to, if you had to watch another movie between before the next uh, theme, uh, would it be a kaiju movie or a body horror movie? You got to pick one. <laughs> oh yeah, body horror movie. Easily. You'd pick body horror over kaiju. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I think I know what the formula is going to be for a kaiju movie. Mm-hmm. People what? I don't care, people I don't care, people I don't care, and then one of them gets eaten, and then nobody, you fight the monster, and then the monster goes away. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, and I don't mind that formula. I'm just saying I would prefer the body horror element. But I think we did, as a, as a group, I think with Celine's help, we did a really good job mm -hmm. giving you different examples of how body horror is. I think every single one of them were, was pretty, pretty different. I think we did... Uh, pretty good I, I think we're great and humble yeah yeah as a, as a result of that that's a good point you brought up whereas kaiju movies there's only I, well at least from my perspective there was only so much you can take that genre or that 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 formula but with horror movie we had an art school film in tetsuo we had videodrome which was like this thriller kind of you know movie Rotted. um yeah, thriller, 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 erotic. A society which is what I imagined this bonkers off the wall, you know, a, a face for an ass type of movie. Like, that was awesome. And then there was this kids movie that had horror, body horror elements to it. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It was all different, and I would return to this well anytime you guys want to. All oh, right, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it that much. So, so in last place, in last place, uh, that would be Tetsuo. Tetsuo uh, with right. one Cronenberg, it. and that's last last place. And last last place, uh, second place. There's a tie between Videodrome and The Witches. I would pick The Witches over Videodrome. Really? Oh, wow. Wow. Weird. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, and again, it, it has to do with the conversation that we just had. I, I did appreciate it more. Um, you guys brought up good points that I didn't think about while watching the movie, and it also had to do with my preconceived notions of what a bar horror body horror movie should be. And out of all the movies this month, this probably is the only movie you could watch with someone else and still maybe make out later. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> the other ones, there's no way. You have to brush your teeth first. Yeah. And then the winner this month, yours truly with Society, hey! four and a half Cronenbergs. 
Yeah. Four near and a half. Per, near number. perfect. I wanted to call it skin tags. <laughs> skin tags. So I will be starting next month's uh, selections, which we'll get to Ooh. next week. We'll do a little primer. Do a yeah. little primer, and then we'll go right into next month's uh, selections. Sounds we're good. Gonna, I'm we're ready. Gonna, we're just going to do all Fred Gwynn movies. Yay. Yay. I don't know who that is. No, I let's know. do Sandy Frank movies. Ooh. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess. Uh, thanks for hosting, thanks for listening. Celine. Yeah, yeah no thank problem. you. Anytime. Was thank fun. you, Celine. That was fun. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you'd be so kind. You can follow us at CEMGCast on all your favorite social media outlets. Theme by Lancelot Salameda and Nick Adele. And make sure to return next week for another thrilling episode of the Cinematic Education of Mr. Jones.